Welcome to the Mount Pisgah Student Life Podcast, where we will talk about all that God is doing right here in our ministry. Hello, and welcome to the Mount Pisgah Student Life Podcast. We are here for week two of our Testimony Time series. I'm here with one of our students, John. He is a junior at Centennial, and he is going to share a little bit of his story with us today. John, thank you so much for joining us. So, John, let's jump right in. Tell me a little bit about how you, what your life looked like before you came to know the Lord. Like most people, I started off at the church. My mom worked here when I was a super little kid, and that's kind of how I got to know Jesus through like the, the, the camel song at children's ministry or playing those games with all the other kids or even standing in the back and thinking I'm the coolest kid in the room with my arms crossed. That's how I still got to know Jesus uh, even just as a kid. Like Being there in the atmosphere was how you learn when you're in children's ministry, but but even as you get older, like in around fifth grade, I went on scream retreat for the first time. And that was basically when most kids my age start to learn actual in-depth about Jesus. And until around sixth grade, I felt really close to God. And there's the major kicker, which is my mom passed away. And that's how kind of she was the link between me and the church because she worked here. And at that point, I just kind of stopped coming, and there was no need for me to be there. And that was around middle school confirmation time, and I just didn't do the rest of confirmation. But at around that point, I stopped going, stopped really caring about the Lord. And then a couple friends from church reached out to me, especially my cousin Matthew. He reached out, my brother Jake reached out to me, and we both overcame the the grief and loss that happened. But as we all learned that like God can help us through everything, everyone, all my friends from church, all my family, everyone, we all turned to God for answers and he helped us out. But in the long run of it, when I went to the word and when I went to praise, you could see the light in a tunnel. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, John. I, I think it can be so difficult when we have one person or a couple of people that really tie us and connect us to the church. And then when you lose that person, like you said, the grief is then tied to church and church means so much more than just showing up to a building, but it's the attachment to everything that you've lost. So I can't imagine how hard it would have been to start coming back here. As you started coming back, what did it feel like when you first came back to the church? Yeah, it was definitely weird because my dad didn't start going. And the only people that went that were in my family was me and my brother. And so when you go to big church, let's say, big church when you're like a little kid, without your parents, you're like, I don't know what to do. And that's the that's my favorite part about having a student section there. It's where younger kids can go and not feel isolated. But even the programs like The House, which used to be called Wednesday Night Live, it's it's welcoming and having that sort of outlet to come to church and not just have it be Sunday morning service in the sanctuary really helped me get back into the swing of things and understand that church doesn't just have to be worship, sermon, leave every Sunday. It can be more than that. Yeah, absolutely. It's meant to be a holistic part of your life. So that's really awesome that that is what it ended up becoming. Okay, John, so what did your faith look like when you started high school? To be perfectly honest, when I first started high school, my faith wasn't the best. I'm definitely in a lot of a better state than I am now, but when I first started my freshman year, I was involved with a bad crowd of people. 
I didn't feel the best physically and mentally and my body wasn't going through the best of things so my mind and like my mood wasn't the best but as more and more of the year went on I noticed that I became physically unhealthy and at around February of my sophomore year I ended up in the hospital and that was a big detriment to me like physically and mentally I realized I couldn't do the major things I didn't have the like brain capacity to do anything I didn't have the I didn't have the will or like the the drive to go anywhere or do much and I kind of just lost all connections with all my friends at church and all my all my connections and all my faith in general I just didn't really care anymore and around that time I got out of the hospital in March conveniently we had the Okoe high school middle school retreat with the lip sync battle and all of that, we went out and volunteered to the community. And that was the first place where I learned the phrase life on mission. And we went into Chattanooga, helped out a homeless shelter, realized there's more to the Johns Creek bubble. And I came back still being very unhealthy, but with a better mindset. And that's kind of the thing that strived me forward is my mindset, because I've always been a fairly unhealthy kid. I've always been up unathletic, short of breath really easily. But the mindset is what gets you through things. And that's kind of the part where I strive the best. My physical health has also kind of come and go. And so being able to stay close to the Lord and having that emotional and spiritual health is so important, especially when your physical health is lacking. So, John, for anyone who hasn't heard the phrase life on mission, can you tell us what that means? So life on mission is sort of a thing we established in the Alcoa retreat, but kind of hammered it down. In Alaska and for the middle schoolers on Mississippi and basically it's kind of just living your life on mission it's whenever you're out in your daily lives living like Christ and it's taken four or five years for me to understand what living like Christ means you're not literally Jesus but I just go out and be the hands and feet and try to listen because my favorite passage is in James it's like quick to listen slow to speak and slow to get angry and that's how I imagine how Christ lived. And that's what I do whenever I'm in my daily lives. For example, around two weeks ago, me and my friends were at Chipotle eating a nice little bowl. And this lady next to me, uh, she was homeless. And she just started talking. And it's always nice to have an open ear. And she just asked us to pray for her. She had uh, breast cancer and she struggled with celiac disease, which is something that's very close to my heart because it's very similar. It's what I have, and it's what my stepmom has, so I understand the pain that she went through. But she didn't ask for money one time, and that's how I could kind of tell that this was something serious, and that even though she didn't know like, what to say and she didn't know what to do with her life, we had just hoped that we could be listening ears to her and that hopefully whatever we could listen to and whatever we could like say to her could just help her out in the end. And She asked us to pray for her at the end, which was really powerful. In the middle of a Chipotle dining room, we... uh. We prayed for her for about two minutes, and it was really it was really powerful. Something that you couldn't like a place where you couldn't imagine something Christ-like happening, like a restaurant, a fast food restaurant, can really just have a super powerful moment. It is honestly mind blowing when you start really walking with the Lord day in and day out, and you get to see that He is truly everywhere. That He's at Chipotle with you. He's at the Starbucks line with you. He is 
He is everywhere, and it is really powerful when you open yourself up to hear from him and be led by the Holy Spirit, all the different and intricate ways that he will weave people into your story, like that woman that you got to pray for. So that is a really sweet story. Thank you, John. Okay, John, so now that you're in a place where your faith really is a daily part of your life, how does your life look different than earlier in other seasons of your life where you felt more distant from the Lord? I think the major thing I've dealt with is the way I interact with people. Like when uh, when I was in a bad mental state and had bad faith, I treated people with a level of disrespect. And hopefully now uh, people see me a lot kinder than I was. Uh, I find myself being an open ear instead of being the person that has to have the last word. And that's kind of the thing about maturing mentally through Christ. When you learn more about him and you learn how to live like him, you realize that you do better things. And also another thing, like we talk a lot about faith with works and faith without works. And another thing about my faith as I'm growing is more volunteer opportunities. Like last year, Michelle approached me with leading confirmation. And my first thought was, heck no, I don't want to do that. I'm not equipped for that. And she goes, I know you are. You'd be perfect for the role. And I was like, I don't know, man. This seems, I don't know if I'm the right person for it. And she kind of peer pressured me into doing it. And it's one of my favorite things to do. Leading a leading a class of sixth graders with Kevin Finley, who's my small group leader. It's really just like, if I'm going to wake up early for something, that's what I'm going to do it for. Yeah, that's awesome. I think a lot of times serving is one of the most practical ways that we can interact with the Lord because it's right here. It's right in front of us. John, thank you so much for sharing your story and being honest and vulnerable with us today. Guys, thank you for tuning in. I'm going to pray for us. Jesus, we just thank you so much for a space to be able to talk and process and share our stories. You have written these beautiful testimonies of our lives, Lord, and we get to share them. We get to share all that you have done. Lord, we thank you for the ways that you have brought John so close to you. We thank you for the ways that even in the darkest places of his story, Lord, you were present and you are receiving him with open arms. Lord, we thank you that he is in a place where he gets to walk daily with you. Lord, we just ask that as we all are working through our own grief and loss, Lord, that we would be able to draw close and near to you. Lord, we continue to offer up our lives as a living sacrifice. We want to truly live our lives on mission. Lord, we love you. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. We will see you next week for another testimony time.